Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Flavor of the Week, brought to you by Banditos, fresh, made daily. In Flavor of the Week, Kyle sits down with one of our local priests over four different episodes to sample variations of a favorite food or drink while they discuss the ins and outs of life as a priest. This is Kyle Hyman. I am here in the rectory over at St. Jude's in Fort Wayne with Monsignor Bob Schulte for Flavor of the Week Part 4. This is our last one, last ice cream, last, uh, <laughs> great, great. last okay. chance to, to learn as much as we can from you. We did two ice creams. We did a gelato. I think what it, it went from 10 to 9 to 7. Yeah, yeah. So if this one doesn't, doesn't really hit home, then maybe as a dessert for our dessert and you can go back to the the salted caramel as a favorite to wash it down but this okay. this was frozen yogurt which i feel like gets a bad rap because mm-hmm. we think of it as being healthier and not as good but i thought it'd be good to try it and compare it no. see see how it, no, how I like, it I like stacks yogurt. up i like yogurt i'm not a this is a, a, a chocolate caramel brownie mm-hmm. frozen yogurt very good how's that do very good oh yeah mm. It's definitely a different texture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Put enough flavors in it, though. Yeah. I've never been against yogurt. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> frozen yogurt's fine here. Regular yogurt. Well, Monsignor, there's a few things that you mentioned that we didn't have time to get too much into, but one of them was talking about your sabbatical over in the Holy Land. Right. Were you over there for the whole three months? Actually, in grade school, the sisters had always talked about Our Lady of Lourdes. In southern France, and so I really wanted to go to Lourdes. And so I started out by flying over to London, and then I flew down to Lourdes. Had a great visit there. Then I went up to Ireland, and I was a, a, a priest that had been with me in the parish at St. Elizabeth Seton for a summer, was from Ireland, it took me around Ireland. So I spent about six days there. Then I went to Rome, never been to Rome. Okay. So I went to Rome for six days, six, eight days. And then I ended up in Athens and joined the group. There was about 50 of us that were priests, brothers, sisters, and a few lay huh. people that were on this sabbatical program offered from Catholic Theological Union in Chicago. Okay. And so uh, they were from all over. They were from uh, Japan, uh, Australia, Ireland, you know, United States, uh, Guatemala, I think maybe. Anyway, wow. so they had a, lot, a real mixture of people. It was really great. But we met in Athens, and we ended up going to Turkey. Then we got to Jerusalem, and we actually lived outside Jerusalem with the uh, Camboni sisters in their convent there. They have a guest house in their convent. We lived there and right outside, right up the hill from uh, Lazarus' tomb okay. in uh, Azaria. Then from there, we took a lot of bus trips to different parts of Israel and when we went up to Nazareth and, and uh, Galilee, we went up there and stayed like for six days in that area because that's a little bit distance. And so we uh, we went down into Egypt, and I got a chance to climb to the top of uh, Mount Sinai huh. and uh, start out because it's hot. It's in the desert. So you, we started out around midnight, <laughs> and you walk up at night because it's a lot cooler. And we watched the sunrise over Mount Sinai, which was really neat. Yeah. And then you go down in the morning, and then by the time you get back to the bottom, it's about 9 a.m., and it's uh, really starting to get hot. So yeah. we had to kind of avoid the heat of the day. So it was it was a neat experience. A lot of experiences like that that are kind of one once-in-a-lifetime once experience, being at a lot of the sites of, of St. Peter and, and Jesus. And mm-hmm. so it was beautiful. So what was the highlight? The highlight... Um, 
of all of that of I think Lourdes and Rome and Holy Land. Yeah, it's hard to yeah. I'd say <laughs> it's like the Catholic bucket list right there. <laughs> all these places. Well, the very heart is the church. You know, on the site of uh, Jesus' crucifixion and, mm-hmm. and and the tomb. And I think that's uh, just. It's a crusader era, era church, but it's it's a beautiful experience. I would go back there several times in the city of Jerusalem, and it was a great place of prayer. Just being able to go in the tomb and spend a little, a few moments in there, it just is a, a very uh, moving experience to be there. This is the place where Mount Calvary was and where Jesus was buried, and uh, this is kind of the center of where it all <laughs> kind sure. of culminates in the whole meaning of our of our faith. That was just very meaningful. That, that to me was more impressive than Nazareth or Bethlehem or any of the other sites, you know. Yeah. Would you want to go back? Or are you good now? I never have. I never have gone back. <laughs> and, and and probably the only reason is kind of a selfish reason. I, I'm not real comfortable in airline seats. Okay. I'm being six two and you know, as big as I am, it's it's hard to fit in those airline seats and uh. it's really uncomfortable <laughs> for a ten hour, twelve hour flight, you know. And when I flew back from there, um, I was with a, a lady that was um, coughing and hacking the whole time <laughs> and, and 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 drinking <laughs> drinking alcoholic beverages pretty regularly and I was just kind of like oh my gosh I said I, I got out of there without getting sick I was God, I was in that plane for like ten or eleven hours yeah sitting <laughs> yeah sitting there and it just I have long legs and I have to always be on the aisle and my legs are out in the aisle and people are walking down and it's kind of like you know it's just a, it's just not a real comfortable experience so that's kind of the only reason I haven't gone. Yeah. So here we are in your rectory at St. Jude's. You've been here for not too long. About a year and four months. Okay. Or so thereabouts. Yeah, it's been great. It's been, it's a really neat experience. I've, I've known about St. Jude's for years. And when I was even a seminarian, I think uh, Father Bill Schooler was, who was a year ahead of me, was the, did his diaconate here. And I think mm. Father Bill Coomer did in a classmate of mine was here as well. So, I mean, I, I knew about the parish and everything, but I knew about it just kind of from a distance and didn't really know the intimate, intimate details of it. And so it was good to get here. I was kind of surprised when the bishop asked me to come here. I wasn't, this was not what I was kind of thinking about, but um, it's great being here, especially with having over 400 kids in the school. And uh, Father David and I, who's my associate here, uh, we try and get into the classroom once a month. We divide it up. One of us goes into half of them. The other one goes in the other half. And um, yeah, that's really a good, neat experience to be with the kids and kind of listen to their questions and their thoughts and kind of bounce things around with them and yeah. and get them thinking about it. Every Friday we have an all-school mass, and they're answering questions, and it's kind of neat to see them involved, you know, and get involved in all that. And it's just a, it's just a, a fun experience. I just enjoy being with the kids and being in the in in this uh, in this environment. Sure. And we got a lot of people here that have been in this parish for their whole life for for many many years of yeah. their life. Yeah. It's amazing. We did the study. I kept asking. Kept hearing about people who actually don't live the, the boundaries of this parish are f- basically 46805 zip code uh-huh. 
And so I kept seeing people, people living, they live far away, they're out in the suburbs, they belong here, you know, and they've been here all their life, or they've been here for years and years. So I, I just, I said, how many of our parishioners live outside the 46805 zip code? Well, it turns out 60% of our parishioners, over half of our parishioners don't even live in the, in the parish, parish boundaries. boundaries of St. Jude's. It's funny. Did they at one time? Some of them, no, many they, of them did. Many of them did. Yeah. Many of them did. And they moved out, and they just continued to yeah. go. And they this said, is "Well, this and, is their home. And, and people say, well, it's just got a feel for it. It's, for me, it's my. I really feel comfortable here, and uh-huh. I feel the people are very friendly, and they just feel very. It's a warm environment, you know. And a school probably keeps things youthful and energetic as well. I think it does. I think yeah. it does. Yeah, the kids are kids are always fun, and yeah, always coming up with new stuff and everything. <laughs> and it's one of the few perpetual adoration chapels in the diocese. Yes, yeah. That's thanks to uh, Ed Dom and the Deerheimer family, and yeah, they um, back in the early '80s. That was something that they wanted to get started here, and they looked around and and the chapel. They, actually, the sisters were in the convent at that time, and they had okay. a chapel there. And um, they were uh, the number of sisters had dwindled down a little bit, and they said, "Well, this chapel could be used, you know, for that." And so it's a perfect thing. It was kind of on the end of the convent mm-hmm. and they converted that into the perpetual adoration chapel and it's a very you know, unique ministry here in fort mm-hmm. wayne and especially in the north end of town here it's very beautiful it's 24 7 and the only time it's really closed is really during the uh, triduum holy thursday night until uh, easter sunday morning but otherwise it's uh, open all the time and and there are people there and people of all ages mm-hmm. uh, it's you think it's well it's just all old people no it's not really there's a lot of uh, young people that are college-age students in there. There's kids go in there uh, sometimes, yeah. younger kids. And it, it's really a, a beautiful experience. And we have people, uh, when I got here, they kind of wanted to uh, put together a manual for helping people to understand what to do and what perpetual adoration is. And mm-hmm. so we put together a manual that had, had been started under uh, Father Jake, uh, who had my predecessor here. He'd put something together. He kind of completed it and put that in there and it's got several ideas for people how to spend an hour with the lord and what how you can break that down into smaller segments like 20 minutes or 15 minute segments or something like that and kind of make it a part of your prayer and i think it really helps people to learn how to pray Mm -hmm. and learn how to listen in prayer not just so much asking or thanking or proclaiming or but just quietly listening to the mm-hmm. lord what is the lord what are you trying to tell me lord and how can and give me these inspirations from the holy spirit yeah. and i think it can it deepens people's um, appreciation of their relationship with the lord and the holy eucharist yeah do you think it's is it hard to get people to do some of the hours especially like the overnight hours and things like that we had yeah we were having trouble and um Thanks to one of my parishioners who uh, said, hey, they have this online program for scheduling and stuff like that, and maybe we got to go to this. And and so okay. we ended up switching to an electronic program. Now, the, some of the older people don't like, you know, machines, and so you go in now. They used to sign in with a pe- paper and pen. Now they have to punch a screen, uh-huh. and, you know, and punch their name. And some people have trouble. Well, some people were coming in with their gloves on and it wasn't working you know, on the screen and stuff like that. Yeah. And, 
and sometimes they'd hit it too hard and you know it's kind of getting to know but it really what's happened is it's amazing our number of substitutes has gone up exponentially huh. there's a bunch of people that sign up to be substitutes they don't want to commit to like yeah. one hour a week at yeah. this particular time but you know if 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 somebody needs a substitute you put it out there and i'd say within uh two minutes somebody takes it wow said, oh yeah i'm available at yeah. nine o'clock tonight and yeah, that's yeah. not or two nights from now or whatever yeah. you know and so it's just yeah. amazing how that it just uh it, it's changed and it's involved i think it's gotten more younger people involved in the mm-hmm. in, in the chapel and kind of uh, exploring it and that type of thing all right well this has been a lot of fun and uh, I hope you've enjoyed the the ice cream as well. Oh yeah, it's and been the, very the frozen good. yogurt. Very I guess good. now. Yeah. What what do you rate the mm. the frozen yogurt here? This brownie. This is and really chocolate. Good. And, this is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. You have to rate this up there with a with a, another ten. Really? Mm-hmm. Another ten. That's good. All right. Good. Well, so the final verdict then would be. A seven for the pistachio gelato, mm-hmm. and a nine for the New York super fudge chunk. Okay, and then a tie for first place at ten out of ten is the sea salt caramel truffle mm-hmm. and the chocolate caramel brownie. Okay, that's true. That's right. right. Yeah, that's very good. Yogurt. Thank you. Yogurt. 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 Yeah, awesome. yogurt. yeah okay. it's really good. Yeah. All not, right. See, not all yogurt is bad. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Monsignor. Appreciate it. Thank you, Kyle.